Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider, and you can hear this complete conversation as well as recent shows featuring guests discussing new cases of the troubling cattle mutilation phenomenon, worrisome instances of clandestine CIA torture, and the evidence that the lost city of Atlantis may have really once existed. Check out these programs and many other fascinating episodes waiting for you in the Coast to Coast Archive by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Well, you're going to have a great time with our next guest, Sandra Mendelson. Her latest book is called We Walked Beside You, Animal Messages for an Awakening World. Sandra facilitates a deeper understanding between humans and non-humans Evolved from her work as a certified polychromatic light therapist, I'm going to ask her about what that is, equine photopuncture therapist and health coach. She's a channeler of animal consciousness and shares messages from the animal kingdom for the benefit of humans. The author of multiple articles on human and animal well-being, Mendelssohn is a magna cum laude graduate of the University of Pennsylvania, great college. She's also at work on another book. We'll ask, find out a little bit about that. And her website is her name with an initial linked up for you at coasttocoastam.com. Sandra, as an animal lover, i got to tell you, I'm looking forward to this. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. You know, I, I was on a date years ago, years ago, and uh, we're having dinner, and we were talking about pets and animals, and the date across the table, she told me she hates animals because they are smelly. And I went, what do you mean you hate animals? And she said, yeah, I, I don't like them. I don't like dogs. Cats are smelly. And I politely got up, put uh, some money down on the table to pay for dinner, and I left. <laughs> was was that the nice thing for me to do or not? What do you think? I think that was a really smart, intuitive move on your point on, on your part because if if people can't begin with the basics of uh, appreciating other beings on this planet, especially ones that come from such a good place. You don't want to date them. No, and, and you know, I've always said you don't have to own an animal because people's lifestyles, like, like mine, I'm traveling all the time, it's not fair. But to not like them, there's something wrong there, don't you think? Yeah, I think, I think um, again, just my opinion, um, I think there's something broken um, inside. Something happened. Something happened person. along the way, yeah. yeah I think so, too. <laughs> now, tell me about uh, how you got involved in animal communications. Well, you know, the good news is we all have six sensory abilities to connect with animals, whether we hear or see images. I, you don't have to know this when you're a child, although children are usually tapped in more than we know. It didn't happen for me until almost six years ago when I was working on a horse with red and infrared light therapy. It was an injured horse, and I'm all alone in this really cold barn, and I hear this voice boom loudly in my head, this hay is crap. And, and I look up, and I notice that the horse is flinging the hay away with his nose. And about five or ten minutes later, one of the horse moms came in and announced, there's mold all over the hay. So it began very unglamorously like that. Um, and about three weeks later, another horse, again, I heard in my head, stuff that completely dismantled everything I understand about human versus non-human capabilities, wisdom, awareness, and energy consciousness, and totally 
changed the course of my life. Well, and then it's gotten, it's magnified for you as you got uh, more and more tuned into this, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So much of this, what blocks us as humans is doubt, self-doubt and um, striving. You know, you have to be in receiving mode to connect with animals. So um, it started with horses, it's, uh, who I sat in front of face-to-face, and then it began with a picture um, of an animal. And the horses said, believe it or not, you need to tap into other animals, not just us. This is where your telepathic abilities come in. Tune into anyone hmm. from anywhere. And I said, oh, sure, good luck with that one. And I just sat down with a pad and a pen, and that's when... I heard what I knew I was not creative enough to have invented. Now, how did you know the telepathic messages were coming from the animal and it wasn't a figment of, uh, let's say, a vivid imagination, you know, where we all hear these little voices say things in our heads? How do you know it wasn't that? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. It took me an entire three years of solving problems for people by getting solutions and answers from their horses until I could fully believe that I was not making this up. I mean, if a horse wouldn't jump and spooked at everything and they brought in every, you know, trainer, check the feet, the saddle, the veterinarian, everything, no one could figure out what it was. And I'm brushing my teeth and I see an image of the horse and I hear it's all in my head and my eyes. I get crushing headaches. I don't know when they're going to come. Everything's wavery. I need glasses. So I said, bring in a chiropractor and adjust his head. And sure enough, he had TMJ. His head was off. Two years later, he's been sailing over the jumps, you know, ever since then. So we humans are rightfully skeptical um, and need a lot of proof. (laughs) Now, when they communicate with you, do they make any sounds at all where they, they look like they're trying to voice it? Sometimes a horse will whinny or snort. Um, but the, one of the parts of this big reveal is how much communicating animals do amongst themselves through the thought stream. So, you know, they tend to save noises for bigger things, alerts, important information, um, you know, and that's something that most of us have not been made privy to. So it is um, that that is one of the places that we can meet them. You would have been great with Mr. Ed had he been around with you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Sandra. You know, <laughs> you know, who seems to communicate more in terms of the species? A dog, a cat, a horse? Well, that's a really good question. And I, I need to preface this by saying, number one, there are animal communicators popping up all over the world. Um, I am one of a growing number. No one gets it all. No one gets every single detail. Um, I think we tend to limit ourselves saying, oh, I, I had someone tell me the other day, I can only speak Shih Tzu <laughs> or I can only speak dog. Uh, animals will, uh, I, I can't really say there's one species that will speak more. I, I do know um, that horses in particular um, are, the, are the one animal where people across the world are writing to me and sharing what messages they are receiving from their horses. Now, why do you think that is? Why the horse? Well, you know something? From what I have learned from them, they are 
they are one of the most ethereal animals. They are partnering what, with humans in our awakening. Um, you know, you can say, all right, they're really big but really sensitive. You know, the outside of a horse is good for the inside of a man. You know, ask anybody that has a horse, and they will tell you how much more is going on and how much they are learning by being in the presence of this animal. And what I've been told is that animals get their, their energy in different ways, and horses in particular, are you ready? Leave their bodies to connect with all that is because their frequency gets lower by being in a body. I, I You know, I've had racehorses before, and i I, I got to tell you, they are so aware and alert. Uh, and th- there's nothing like looking into the eyes, Sandra, of a horse, and you know you've, you've been there, because they have that twinkle, don't they? There is, yes, is the first answer. And the second answer is what animals and horses in particular have revealed. They read your energy field. They're reading your thought stream. They get information from so many sources. And we think that we we are advanced. That's the big joke. So imagine, um, you know, Dr. Doolittle, if you will, is not a myth. And there is this incredibly rich 3D world that animals live in and experience and that's what they have stepped forward to share because i think at this point in time enough of us are willing to listen in your particular case would you say that you get along better with animals than humans (laughs) a lot of people tell me that you know what uh we are all here to grow and heal together so i have a lot of compassion for humans because yes i am one but The animals have shown me, in particular, how we limit ourselves, how living the life of the mind, which only humans are uh, prisoners of, is so crushing to the psyche and how much we've separated ourselves from. So animals are always honest. I mean, sometimes they will protect themselves, but they, they have less of a challenge being themselves than we do. So, What are the animals primarily trying to communicate to us? I mean, is it their own personal well-being, they're hungry, or are they warning us about certain things? What, what do they seem to be trying to do? Well, you know, I opened up the floor to them. I had absolutely no agenda other than what do you want us to know? And then I started asking questions like what have we gotten wrong? Uh, meaning, you know, what misconceptions have we made? So some animals can, again, I can get everything, but enough species came through, and some corrected some of the crazy myths we have and uh, misunderstandings about their behavior. But interestingly enough, most of them came through with, this is the information we want you humans to know, so you understand how to enjoy life more. Um, how to be more peaceful, how to get through hardships and negative emotions and savor life and trust your, the signals of your own body. So they have come through with so much beautiful guidance for us that we don't perhaps already embrace because we are human. Let me use a dog as an example. If you have a dog as the family pet, in most cases, 
that dog's not going to bite you. I mean, uh, they're loving. They lie on the floor or on the couch with you. They try to jump into bed with you. They're not going to bite you. Um, now, there are some dogs out there, of course, that have bitten people. I got bitten when I was a little kid. It took me years to really get adjusted to dogs again after that. But most dogs that are family pets aren't going to bite you. How do they know this? How do they know to be friendly? Well, first of all, they start out by giving you a 10. <laughs> they always give humans the benefit of the doubt. And again, in comes a disclaimer. When humans inflict damage, um, when we, whether it's through abuse, neglect, um, poisoning, whatever it is, um, we can change the basic nature of an animal. So humans read our, as I mentioned before, they read our intention. You can watch the way a dog responds to you when your heart is wide open. Yeah. That dog will just go, oh, my goodness. And, and, you know, the human at the other end of a leash, for example, will get such a kick out of it because the dog comes running right up to you because of your intention and your thoughts. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.